It's Abilas Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. The man, the myth, the legend himself, Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com joins us now. Travis, how are you? Gentlemen, I'm, I'm good. I think good? I'm good. Yeah. yeah okay. I always feel good until I talk to you, and then I walk away questioning my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you post online, like, it's time for my weekly therapy session. Like, aren't you supposed to feel better after you're done here? Yeah, but I feel like I owe you money every time I talk to you. Like, yep, oh, there's another win. My next time, go. Let's go grab to eat. That'll be. You can just you can buy me some meat or something. Okay. It'll all be I'll good. buy you some meat. Yeah, yes. that's that's yeah. that's how it'll work. It'll work. All right, and it'll work fine. Right off the slab. What? Uh, I guess what, that's called friendship in 2018. I huh? guess that's what I it guess. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just buy the meat. All is well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's usually how that goes. What? Yeah. Uh, what, what were you out covering this weekend? I feel like you had a, a fairly busy weekend. It's a, a pretty busy weekend around here. That sounds like me. Oh, uh, what did I do? Uh, Friday night football. Oak Hill Mon, uh, against Winthrop Monmouth, Halldale, um, and whatever other schools they had over there before the season's over. Um, and then I did uh, Waterville Winslow boys soccer on Saturday, and and yesterday I did. Uh, Mama Karabek, soccer, doubleheader. So, yeah, I've been busy. I've been busy. That football game Friday night was really good. I was surprised. I'm not going to lie. was but, a good uh, one. When was over there? I was there. I thought Oak Hill. Well, thanks for saying hi, by the way. Um, I guess this is a strictly <laughs> professional therapeutic relationship. Um, I didn't want to overdo it, the therapy, you know. What am I? Like, I'm what about Bob, right? I'm like the guy that you can't interact with. It's like, oh, we don't want to engage him. We don't want to engage him away from the sofa. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> but I I went into it thinking Oak Hill was kind of just throttle them, and I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, that the game was competitive. I, mean, I, I, I don't want to make it sound like I was, I was, um, you know, happy one way or another. I, I don't have a rooting interest there by any means. I just, I was, it was a really close game. It came down to the last play. Um, I think both teams probably learned something about themselves. I think Oak Hill probably realized, um, you know, after a lopsided win in week one that um, they've got some work to do still to get better and, and I think Winthrop um, kind of figured out that they're not as bad as they looked in week one and um, they can be a tough physical team and their defense can make plays with the game on the line so I thought it was I thought there were a lot of good things that came out of that Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. He joins us each and every Tuesday It's Tuesdays with Travis I should uh, sing that and like make it a thing a jingle. Yeah, yeah, you need a jingle I should make a jingle for it. Be good. Maybe I'm not telling you how to run your show or anything, but maybe get a sponsor for that. So that's the phrase some of my therapy talk. That you know what? That's say, not that a bad might idea. Put him in therapy. I don't. Who would we? Who would? Who would I go with for that? There's got to be somebody that would that would like be excited to sponsor your segments. <laughs> I think there's probably people who would pay to uh, pay you to keep me off yeah. the air. That might be. This, you might have more success that way. This Travis Barrett free half hour is brought to you by yeah i could see that yeah. now i could see yeah. that that would yeah. make that make a little bit of sense you know. it make a lot of people happy that'd be good you watch any football this weekend at all any 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 football other than I, high school I, I, well you know me you know how i feel um i okay i did watch the giants i was really excited because we're a third of the way towards me not having to watch any more games so <laughs> when they lose uh at dallas in week two they'll be zero and two i think the stats are um, the stats are quote not good when it comes to starting zero and two and making the playoffs. And then the week after that, week three, they go they go to Houston. So I'm looking, I'm optimistic about zero and three and just being done with football again before September's even over. Can't wait. 
so excited. You're excited for that? You're ready to? Yeah. Yeah, it's just too much. You know, I got I got other things going on on the weekends. I don't know if you heard. I got to I got to get my hair cut. I got to um I feel like there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of hair. Um might have to mow the lawn. You know, there's things in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's stuff to do. Um I thought uh I'm mad at Twitter. Did you catch that? You probably caught that. Yeah. What? What are you mad really at Twitter mad. about? All right. You know how I feel about the Patriots, right? We've talked about this I over and over. I do know how so, you feel about the Patriots. You despise I, them with a white-hot passion of a thousand thuns. That doesn't even do it justice, right? I understand. So, so I have gotten uh, wiser. Some might call it more mature. Others might quibble. Um, on Sunday, I avoid social media. Because like, I don't need to see all the, uh, all the Patriots. Fans. Know, Back and forth, and go on, like you know, every game, every play is the end of the world. Like we've never won anything in our lives. And, oh my God, it's so disgusting. So I avoid it, and and that works for me. You know, I basically put the phone away on Sundays. I don't need it. I'm good. I'm off. I'm hanging out. I'm cooking. I'm doing whatever I feel like doing, and I'm done. So yesterday morning, about nine o'clock, fire up the old Twitter, and you know, because now Twitter can't doesn't understand that one of the things that we love about it is a quote chronological timeline. It's it's a it's a mess of man. This is a big third down here for the Patriots, and oh, we're definitely going to lose this game. And oh, the fact, and my my timeline is flooded with minute by minute, play by play, real real quote unquote real time updates from the Patriots Texas game, and I about lost my mind. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't work for me. I, and then even today, it's still it's still, it's still creeping in today. Two days later, it's embarrassing. Come on, people. Over 23 hours now? Yeah, somebody, some, some wiseacre uh, dropped the whole, like, well, are they winning or losing? And I'm like, far as I can tell, it's the second quarter, and they're losing 76 to 2, you know? <laughs> Patriots fans, man. Like, you guys are something. Win everything. Go 14-2, and 13-3 every single year. Act like you can't win a game in the first half. Like, I don't know how we're going to win anything. Oh, it's disgusting. People should be ashamed of yourselves. You sound like Yankee fans. Or Red Sox fans. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> you know it's true. You know it's true, right? By the way. It has turned. It has turned a little I, bit. I did want to say um, happy 100th anniversary today on the 1918 yeah. World yeah. Series. That Thank was you. That was good. That's nice. That one. <laughs> not celebrated nearly enough. <laughs> Just not quite. I was, so, uh, I was hanging out with a, uh, I, won't, I won't name names. But we we had an eleven year old uh, grace us in the office over the weekend on Saturday. You know, mm-hmm. Saturdays are kind of kind of loosey goosey around the office. Busy. I'm not, I'm not implying that we don't work, but you know, schedule's a little flexible. So um, right. this is a, this is a kid who is a has grown up a Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, you know, diehard fan. Oh man, God. Right? Um, and and it always amazes me that kids. Maybe we've talked about this. They have no concept of what it was like. 15 years ago. Nothing. You know? No concept. No concept. Like, all we do is win, right? So I'm giving him some good-natured Patriots ribbing because that's what I do, you know? And and it was it was like talking to a Yankee fan. He was like, how many rings? Count the rings. Five, holding up the hand. Five what? rings, buddy. Five rings. I'm like, oh, my oh my God, this is awful. This is how you've been raised. You have There's no angst at all. Wow. None. I would like to point out that I raised my son right, 
you know, he watches the Red Sox and still complains about everything that's wrong. So I've I've done I've done a good job. With well, your I'm genetics of have, your genetics have managed to sneak through and do they have, they have. what they're supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah. There was no better experience for me as a dad. God, this is so twisted. And the sad part is, you can't even take this out of context. Uh, for his birthday last October, we went to Game Four, the ALDS, right? Uh-huh. Got a ticket for his birthday, so we went, and we leave the ballpark. And the entire discussion for the next hour and a half was how they have got to blow up this team. None of these kids can hit. This is awful. We're horrible. And I'm thinking, and I'm proud of him. I'm like, yes, thank God I've raised a real Red Sox fan. Not, I can't believe for your birthday present we went to a Red Sox playoff game and they lost, and I'm so heartbroken for you. Nope, not me. I was beaming with pride because he wanted to blow up the team immediately in the (laughs) aftermath. Uh. That's amazing. That is so great. That makes me feel good. Hashtag success. Hey, you know what? I know when there's one thing you're very passionate about, and it's the Boston Bruins. And I also yeah. know Wing is very passionate about the Boston Bruins. Correct. Okay, let's do it. And, of course, we're big Boston Bruins fans here because, you know, we're going to have the Bruins on our, on our stations this year. Um, it has just been announced that Don Sweeney has traded yeah. defenseman Adam McQuaid to the New York Rangers. For defenseman Stephen Kompfer, a 2019 fourth-round draft pick and a 2019 conditional seventh-round draft pick. Your Mm -hmm. thoughts, gentlemen? Okay, so when I first... I saw it right before I came on, and the original report that I saw was that they were just getting a draft pick back, so I feel a little better that they're getting a a defenseman in return because my initial reaction was, I know people don't love um, McQuaid in the new NHL. You know, he's kind of a... A little bit of a throwback. You know, I, I like McQuaid. I, I think he does a lot of stuff that gets overlooked, you know. Um, but I think Kevin Miller kind of emerged last year, and it's probably a better option. But I was worried that they were getting rid of a defenseman, bringing nobody in, when to me, for all the talk about who's going to play on the right wing with Krejci and how many of these young kids are going to complete that four lineup, I feel like you have a massive black hole still on the back end. I, I, just, think they're, I just think their defensemen are not good enough and uh, as a group. I mean, you got to remember that Paul Postuma was one of your late-season options, you know, down the road uh, heading into the playoffs, um, you know, because of injuries and some other stuff. And so I was a little worried, but, I, you know, we got a defensive back, so that's okay. That's okay. I think McQuaid's going to be an odd man out. He, you know, he's not as fast as some of these other guys, and, he, and he's not as skilled, and kind of there isn't a need for, um, you know, the fight element in the game anymore. But I still think McQuaid does a lot of good stuff, so... Um, I don't know. The short answer, again, is I'm just glad they got a defense in return. They need bodies on the back end to figure out what's what. How about you, Winger? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. I, the other thing with McQuaid, too, is for whatever reason, he seems to have been snake-bitten with injuries lately also. Mm, and, yeah. And when you got a guy that you, need, you count on for, for physical toughness and he's hurt, you, you lose something in the offing. So... Yeah, I I think that probably wasn't a bad trade, and I I am, I'm like you. I'm glad they got a defenseman back. Now they yeah. may they may spin that to something else, but there's one other thing they did here, which is key. The average annual value of McQuaid's contract is two point seven five million dollars a year. Mm. Comfer's is six hundred and fifty thousand. Uh, is uh, six hundred fifty. There we 000. go. Yeah. So that's yeah, about two point one mil that just got freed up underneath the Bruins cap. Yeah, so yeah, they needed some relief there. Yeah, so this, that also makes you wonder if maybe something else might be on the way at some point. Yeah, they need to do something for that third-line center or and or somebody to go with Krejci. Maybe it's Donato. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah. 
They, they need, I don't think, they're not yeah. done. No, they can't be done. And I think, um, yeah, I think Donato's probably not quite ready. But but I think they, but they do have some guys, you know, like, uh, you know, Corbacca Carlson or whatever. I mean, I think he, he's a guy that might make NHL time this year. They got, I mean, they've got plenty of young forwards. I, I don't, it's funny how little I worry about that, because I thought they had some real breakouts last year. And yes. I feel like there's more coming. I just, you know, I always go back to the same thing when I talk about the Bruins. I mean, I think uh, Chara gets a bad rap. I think Chara is still, uh, you know, he's an elite defenseman. I don't think he's a Norris candidate anymore by any means, but I think I think he's good. Um, I think Carlo, God, Car- poor Brandon Carlo, who can't stay healthy for the playoffs, always seems to get hurt in that last week of the regular season, two years running. Um, but I think, you know, Tory Krug is like, to me, is a nightmare defensively. Great power play guy and nothing else. So, I don't know, I just, they, need some more, they need some more pieces there. I don't, and I don't know if that's where you're going to spend $2 million. They're probably not. Um, I think they got beat on, on some guys last year like McDonough, and they, they got beat. You know, I don't, I don't sense that they're at any, anywhere in play to get Eric Carlson from Ottawa, which is kind of depressing. I'd love to have him, but I think that's probably too big a ticket for them. Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. Did, uh, did anything happen racing-wise this... Well, yeah, that's right. The race got postponed to yesterday, right? The Monday races are the best. Oh, the best, yeah. yeah. The crowd. You know, what, what What NASCAR needs is more TV pictures with bare-bones grandstands, even if it's on a Monday. Yeah, that does well for them. Seems like uh, it really creates a great atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Nothing screams excitement like a 400,000-seat uh, brickyard with uh, 20,000 people there. Yeah, it's nice. Can't miss. Yeah. Can't miss. Um. Yeah, they raced yesterday, I guess. I don't know. I didn't watch it. it <laughs> I don't. I did not watch any of it. I know that uh, Keselowski won, and Denny Hamlin was mad because some back markers crashed and, and quote, cost him the win. Something like, uh, you know, these meaningless cars in the back cost me a win. I'm like, oh, you're a winner, pal. I don't think he gets it. <laughs> I don't think Denny Hamlin understands the uh, where the uh, overall health of the sport is. When the defending series champion... Uh, when his team shuts down in the middle of the next season and um, can't find sponsorship, I think there's problems probably with your sport. Maybe you need all the cars, Denny. I'm just saying. That's funny. Anyway, people get real. People get really wound up when they lose races. Like they yeah. get really. The, no, none of them like. You know how like a lot of football players and baseball just kind of give that you know it is what it is sort of vibe. Like uh-huh. NASCAR uh-huh. people yeah. don't do that. I've noticed they don't do that. They don't do that. I think in I think in part A they're all you know type A alpha dog personalities. Um, B it's it's you know they're extremely competitive people. Not to say other professional athletes aren't, but I think you know if you are a really good football team or a really good baseball team, right? You're going to win X amount of games a year, whatever you know, whatever the average is for your sport, you know. Um, but if you're you know if you're a race car driver. A really, really, really good year is winning like four races. So um, they don't get a lot of opportunities to win, and, and they, they definitely don't handle it well when those opportunities are taken away. They do not handle that well. Talking with Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com. I got nothing, man. I'm, I'm wasting your time today. Good Lord. What? Um, you're not mad about anything? I don't, I'm not really. I feel like um, Chris Sale's going to go 12 pitches tonight. That should be big. 12 yeah, pitches so. is what he's getting tonight? I don't know. I feel like it's going to be 
I, I just I love Chris Sale, and um, I think they've done. I, we've talked about it. I think they've done the right thing with him by waiting and waiting and waiting, giving him all this rest. But I just have this weird thing tonight where, like, why do I feel like he's going to need 25 pitches to get two outs, and Cora's going to come marching out to the dugout before the first inning's even over? Although I don't know, the weather might even. They might just say, "Oh, pitch tomorrow." I don't know. I'm not mad about anything. Should I be? Well, I mean. Obviously, the therapy's working. I was going to say the fee for the therapy. Yeah, I guess that yeah. seems to be working out okay. What do, What do you think about the, the honestly about the Red Sox? Like moving forward, like what do you? Okay. This team's going to win the World Series, right? I mean, the greatest Red Sox <laughs> team ever. You're hilarious. Don't don't I, don't bait me like that. We're I am not. Win. They're the greatest ever, right? Like they're yeah. the best record wise. They are the best Red Sox team ever at this point in the season. That's a fact. I, so. So watching Sunday night's game, right, I'm watching the Astros, and I think to myself, dear God, how can they, how have they not won 110 games already this year, you know, with that lineup and, and that pitching staff top to bottom is so good. I mean, they haven't hit. That's their problem. They haven't hit at all in the second half of the year. They've been really spotty. But um, I, I, I don't know. I watched that series, like, and I know, you know, Sunday morning the narrative was, oh, the Astros are the Red Sox kryptonite, and they can't beat the Astros. And we did. it goes all the way back to last year at the end of the regular season. Like, wow, we're going really, that's a huge sample size. Um, but to, to me, like, Friday night's game, the Red Sox should have won, except Joe Kelly was Joe Kelly. So as soon as they rally back and tie the game, boom, there you go. There's your, there's your lead. So that's gone. So you can pin that on, the, on one guy. You can pin that loss on one guy. Joe Kelly, thank you very much. And then, you know, Saturday they got beat, and I thought Sunday, you know, they ended up they won the game, you know, late. But I, I felt like, you know, it was five to one at one point. They were in command. It's just again they got a, you know, uh, Embry and Johnson was freaking horrible. So again, it's their bullpen. So there's the big question mark that's been all year. It's like this, this bullpen just can't do high leverage anything. Um, but I mean, for crying out loud, I thought that's a series that. They easily could have won two out of three, and so they're as good as any team in the American League. So let's roll the dice and let's go play. Like I, I don't, I don't envision a scenario where the Red Sox aren't in the American League Championship Series against either Houston or Cleveland. I just, I don't believe it. I don't see it. So, um, well, I mean, I, like I said all along, if you can get to the ALCS and if you win it, great. And if you lose it competitively in six or seven games. Where if a break goes one way or another, then I think you've had a great year. Obviously, they've obviously had a great year. Greatest ever. Stop it! I I'm telling like you, immortal. Oh man, at least Aaron Judge's wrist isn't too sore. I mean, that's he's cool. hitting homers now and getting stuff done. I'm just I, again. I thought he died right after all the funerals and all the uh, people eulogies that were written. I just people love I the guy. Like you mean to tell me that if the same thing happened to Tom Brady, like. If Tom Brady got injured, who? You know Tom Brady, that guy. If that happened, how would you? What do you think? How do you think that would go? What do you oh think that's going to do? I would avoid social media for six months, not six hours. I just would not be able to handle. I'm the greatest system quarterback of all time, so he's got that going for him. The great, the who, the greatest what? The greatest system quarterback of oh all time. Oh my god, Tom Brady. that's what we're talking <laughs> about, right? Oh my god. What in the holy hell did I just hear come out of your mouth? You heard me. The you greatest me. system quarter. What system is this? Uh, system of awesome? Sure. Nothing. Yeah, you'd have nothing. 
Well, he's had four Peyton, different Peyton offensive Manning coordinators. Manning was 100 times the quarterback Tom Brady was, is, is, was, whatever. Really? I don't know. I'm just trying to get you fired up. Oh, okay. I'm like, what? No way. You can't really believe that. Like, I mean, Eli's won two Super Bowls. How hard can it be? Joe Flacco's won a Super Bowl as well. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, it's easy to win a Super Bowl when you're on the team that the league changes the rules to benefit. You know, like, you know, the oh. Philadelphia Eagles last year, like, a catch is the catch all year, and then the Super Bowl, all of a sudden, you can bobble the ball going out of bounds. It's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, you could not line somebody up on, on over the over the thing, right? Um, go, it's it's it like go. It's like how AFC title games are, are decided on a rule about, you know, tucking the ball away. You know, everybody gets mad about that rule, but that was the rule that was on the book, like... Mm-hmm. Just stupidity, just all of it. it Obviously, it's, Belichick knew the rule, so that's how. Yeah, he's yeah. a genius. Yeah, well, he made that happen. Make sure yeah. before you throw it, if you're back there yeah. too long, pump it once, okay, it once. and then it yeah. will look. Tuck it in. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I like that. I wonder I like if that. that. To- do you think that totally destroyed the Raiders moving forward? Because I mean, they did. Remember, they went to the Super Bowl the next year. Well, then how did it destroy? Well. And no, people will tell you that that's the time, that's the play that launched the Patriots. And that's the, like, to me, it's like, no, the Patriots the next year went 9-7, and seven, didn't even make the playoffs. Right. And uh, the Raiders went to the Super Bowl the next year. To me, what ended the Raiders was the fact they went to the Super Bowl and they didn't change any of their plays. And Tampa Bay did exactly what the Lions did to the Jets, uh, the Jets did to the Lions last night. They knew every play before it was coming and they were just like, hey, we're going to stop everything. And they did. Yeah, that was the yeah. end of them to, in in my eyes. Like, I mean, that Al was Davis. It. Was, I mean, Al Davis was just the, the the way the Raiders were managed and run overall was the end of the Raiders. I, I think it's that's not. Yeah, that's a good. I hadn't really thought of that. You know, I I try to pretend like you know, snowball never happened, and um, basically I blocked out all memory of New England Patriots from 1997 on. I think it is 97. Yeah, Did you hate the Patriots in 97? Um, I was me. I was. I, I hated the Patriots when Parcells came. You know, we've been over this. So what year's that? Oh my God, it goes back even further than I thought. Ninety-three. Yeah, yeah, it's over. I'm, I'm done. So you were done with them after Parcells left? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. When he was gone, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. So At some point during his tenure is when it turned. Well, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think Parcells and Bledsoe get nearly enough credit for what they did to to bring this franchise back from the almost dead. I mean, they were going to be the St. Louis Mustangs or something, the St. Yeah. Louis Stallions. Cute story. Um, I I actually love Drew Bledsoe. I still have a soft spot for him. So, yeah. I, so yeah, that's where my Patriots fandom sort of was, and then it was gone, Just crushed. Just destroyed, tossed on the curb, stomped on. Just because yeah. Bill Parcells decided to leave. Uh, nah, it's not that. It's more than that. It's more than that. What were Patriots yeah. fans? The Patriots fans at that time weren't obnoxious. They were like, no, 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 no. They weren't the Red Sox. That was the problem with the Patriots at that time. True, true. But again, they, the, the attention they started to get was that they did not. They did not justify it until <laughs> later, and then it was too late to slow the train down. Oh my God. Is it too early to have a drink? No. It's, it? You're an adult. You can drink whenever you want. 11-ish. Close. That's what I keep telling my boss, but he doesn't believe that. Um, oh, please. Tell, tell Bill it's fine. It's not, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Look, my therapist says it's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's exactly yeah. what it is. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that anymore. 
Yeah, it's okay. Let's go back to the Red Sox and Yankees. What, do you think the Yankees have any shot in the playoffs? No. Okay. Not at all. I think this is a lost season. I think they're going to end up being kind of like the Celtics last year. Not that last season was a was a uh, was a uh, a lost season for the Celtics. I think it was. A, I think it's another brick in the wall to build towards the future. Uh-huh. I, I think this is a situation where Yankees are either going to lose the one game wild card or they'll lose the playoff series, and then they're going to go out this off season with a luxury tax reset and actually stock up in the places that they need to do. They're going to go. They're going to do. They're going to go full Yankee, is what I'm guessing. Full Yankee. Full Yankee. You know, they're going to go out and spend money and uh-huh. get good players uh-huh. and plug them in with the young players that they already have. Uh-huh. And they'll make a run at it. And then I don't know what's going to be left for the Red Sox next year. You know, who's going to close? What's the bullpen going to look like next year? You re-signing Kimbrell? Like, oh, you, I don't know. you have to win this year if you're the Red Sox or you may not win again. Kimbrell's a problem for me because... Um, not just that he hasn't been good like since the All-Star break. And by good, I mean, you know, his level is good. Because let's just be fair, there's probably a lot of teams that would love to have a closer like him. I think the problem I have with Kimbrell is he's kind of a dinosaur. Like, I envision that when you get to the playoffs, like the way Frank Hona uses Miller. Like, all right, I need you in the fifth tonight, and you're going to go two and a third. We'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow. Kimbrell is such a dinosaur in that if it's not the ninth with a clean slate to start it, and a three-run leader less, he can be he can be Joe Kelly bad, and I think that's an issue. You know, I, I think his lack of versatility in that role is, is is a real problem, especially in a bullpen that struggled all year. Because if there's any year in the playoffs, you're going to want a guy to have some flexibility and be able to use him really in key moments, and for more than your traditional save, this is the year where you would need that if you're the Red Sox. And I think Kimbrel scares the crap out of me because I don't think you can do that with him. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com telling you why Craig Kimbrell's a dinosaur. But also letting you know that the Red Sox should at least make the American League Championship Series because they are, you know, he didn't say this, I did. I greatest yeah. Red Sox team of all time. They the should best. make the ALCS, yeah. They How absolutely should. I mean, even, even, even the Seattle Mariners made the ALCS the year that they won 116 games and lost, right? right. So you have to make that. So. I think, you, yeah, you have to. If you don't make the ALCS, then you can say this is a disappointing year. I would agree. All I right. would agree. You'll see how that goes. All right, well, talk to you next week, and Bill's in the mail. All right, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you very much. See you then. All right. Have a good night. You too. Travis Barrett from CentralMaine.com joins us each and every Tuesday here on the Beelist Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network.